Welcome to Right Hook Podcast. I'm Steve Hook, your host. Welcome aboard to our big podcast here. Big, big show today. Stick around. Right Hook Podcast coming up now. And we are finally back. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Right Hook Podcast. I am Steve Hook on Not Black, Not White American Media Group. It's actually, believe it or not, first podcast of the new year. But that's that's not necessarily a bad thing. We've got a whole bunch of things cooking. So that's uh, that's that's what that was all about. And it's good to be back with you. We will be back with uh, more regularity going forward. But it is. Uh, I hope you had a very happy new year. Uh, we have a lot to talk about, you can imagine. Uh, <laughs> I need not tell you that the... Uh, the country is basically uh, just circling the drain, man, and leaving skid marks as it goes. Uh, and this White House is in a lot of trouble, so we're going to talk about that. But before we dive in, I want to give you a little, I'll call it house cleaning, I guess, just to let you know. Uh, I've got a new show, uh, and it's on TNTradio.live. TNTradio.live. This is an outfit out of... Uh, like Brisbane, Australia, they're off the Gold Coast, but it's an international uh, talk stream station. It's doing wonderful things, some great, great hosts. My buddy who's been on the podcast, Steve Malsberg, uh, is one of the hosts over there, and he got me involved, and now I'm there. Now, the reason I'm mentioning this is because I want you to go and listen there. And when I'm on over there, I'm going to be talking about the podcast over here. So it's uh, kind of a one hand washes the other, and I just wanted to let you know, tntradio.live. Starting this coming Monday, 5 p.m. to 6 p.m., Monday through Friday, uh, Eastern Standard Time is when you can catch it live. And you can even call in and chat with me. Won't that be fun? So looking forward to getting that big uh, avenue started up here. But let's dive in, shall we? It has been too long. Uh, I'd love to say that, man, you know, with the new year is a new Biden. Joe Biden is really turning things around. He's becoming a great president. Now, (laughs) I would love to be able to say that, but come on. We're talking about Joe Biden here, ladies and gentlemen, the the figurehead, the the godfather of the uh, Biden international family of grift. And, you know, you elect a grifter, folks, expect to get grift. And that's exactly what we're starting to learn about this uh, with the uh, document scandal. The, um, what did I hear? Uh, I think I heard it was a, Peter Ducey called it, uh, it wasn't, uh, no, I don't know if it was Peter Ducey, it wasn't Mar-a-Lago, Garage-a-Lago, or whatever. <laughs> and um, let's just kind of talk about the, uh, the the scandal, just for the humor factor, factor of it, if for nothing else. Joe Biden, as you will recall, back in August of 2020, when or August of last year, rather, when um, the FBI made this big show out of raiding Mar-a-Lago, police cars lined the block, blue lights flashing. Oh, it was quite the big to-do. You remember, and they did it all just in time for primetime news to really cut live. We're going to go to Mar-a-Lago now live. It seems to be a big police present. Now, gee, I wonder why they did that. It's the same. It's kind of like the way they did They did the raid with uh, Roger Stone, you will recall, back in the day when Roger Stone, who lives in Coconut Grove, which is a sleepy little bedroom community God's waiting room, essentially. A bunch of old folks live in Coconut Grove, a beautiful, beautiful area. I live down in South Florida, so I'm very familiar with the area. But they raided his houses, uh, the FBI, uh, with SWAT team, guns drawn, Kevlar vest. Hell, they even came up the intercoastal and disembarked from rubber rafts to surround his house at 5 in the morning. 
because everyone knows a 70-some-odd-year-old man sleeping with his wife and, 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 uh, and, and little dog represented a national security threat. And just coincidentally enough, what do you know? There's CNN parked out right in front of the house 10 minutes before the FBI arrives. Isn't that weird the way that works? The point is, is now we're seeing it come back and bite the Democrats in the ass because everything they accused Trump of doing, they've done. They accused Trump of colluding with Russians. We know the only person that colluded with Russians was the uh, DNC and the uh, the Hillary campaign. That's it. They, they colluded with Russians. A fact. That's a fact. We know that. And now, all of a sudden, I don't know who it is. I think we can all speculate on this. But somebody inside the Democratic Party, or at least the deep state, we'll call them the deep state, the bureaucratic state, one of the many alphabet uh, agencies, FBI, CIA, who knows exactly where, but somebody somewhere leaked the fact that Joe Biden had to turn over documents that were found in the Penn Biden Center, which, by the way, got damn near $50 million from the Chinese Communist Party. And then Joe gets his name on the building, you see. So some documents were found at the Penn Biden Center, funded by the Communist Chinese Party, and then some documents were found in the garage next to the 68 Corvette, you know, and it was locked. It had, the Corvette has a, uh, I'm sure, an alarm on it, and, the, and it's a garage door. You ever tried to open one of those? They're not easy. I'm kidding, of course. In a garage, next to the old oil cans and crap. He has classified documents. And then we find out a couple of days later, oh, whoops, we found more. This time in the private library of the residence of Joe Biden in Rehoboth Beach. So just so we're clear here, President Donald Trump did not remove any documents illegally, period. End of story. The media is conflating and exaggerating and trying to create a narrative that is not true. President Trump, as president, is the only person on the planet who can declassify his own presidential papers. Now, they're trying to move the football like Lucy here on this. They're trying to say, well, where, when did he declassify? Who did he? You know, even some conservatives are saying it's a problem. Okay, fine. You can say it's a problem all you want. But if Trump said those papers were declassified, guess what? They're declassified. He doesn't need anyone's approval. He is the president of the United States. That is the way it's always been. And that is the way it is. Uh, it, it, it still is. Now, a vice president, on the other hand, has no such legal authority to declassify anything. So Joe Biden had classified papers from his tenure as VP, who gave him those papers? How did he get them out of the White House or wherever they were, the VP's uh, executive uh, office? How did, how did they arrive in, uh, at the Penn Biden Center? How did they arrive in the garage? How, why did some uh, documents end up in the private diary or the uh, private library of the, uh, of the house in Rehoboth Beach? Lots of questions there. Uh, and of course, everything he did was illegal. I'm old enough to remember about a year ago, not even, 
when Biden was saying that Trump was completely irresponsible. That's just utterly irresponsible. I can't believe it. It's, it's shocking. And this guy was sitting on papers for six years that he wasn't supposed to have. So Ted Cruz was on Fox News the other day. And he talks about why the White House is so concerned about this and why the DOJ is probably so concerned about this. And he puts a very fine point on it. Cut one, go. I think the White House is not really concerned about legal exposure. Merrick Garland appointed as a special counsel someone who had been the right hand to Rod Rosenstein, who had been the right hand to Chris Ray. I think they believe this special counsel is going to give him a slap on the wrist, slap it under the rug, and be done with it. They're not really worried, I think, about facing an indictment. Here's, here's what they are worried about. Merrick Garland and the Biden White House wanted to indict Donald J. Trump. They wanted to indict him for Mar-a-Lago, and suddenly they're in a world of hurt politically. Because if they bring that indictment, even someone who's been asleep under a log for 100 years will wake up and say, wait a second, why do you indict that guy for doing the same thing the other guy did? That's their problem, and it's why they're so dismayed. Yeah, exactly their problem. Because remember, folks, and we said it back then on this very podcast, the raid at Mar-a-Lago wasn't about documents. It wasn't about retreat. Let's just, let me just make this clear. Mar-a-Lago has 24-7 armed security. They have cameras everywhere. They have a security office and a security team that is on site with guns 24-7. All doors are locked and secured at Mar-a-Lago. But as if that weren't enough, because President Trump is a former president, there's also 24-7, 365 Secret Service detail on site whenever The former president is there. They're there. It's his primary residence. He's always there. They're there. Now, there was no such secret service in the garage in Delaware. There were no secret service agents on on site at the Penn Biden Center. And not only that, these papers have been floating around for, like I said, six years. President Trump, now listen, let me just say this. I'm not trying to say that everything President Trump did with these papers was completely perfect. Of course it wasn't. But it was not illegal. It was not wrong. It was not to the it's certainly not to the extent of he put him in put him in a garage or something. He's a president, a former president, and he had the right to declassify whatever. What I am saying though is that what Biden did is so much more nefarious when you add in all the other extenuating circumstance, like China donating so much money to the Penn-Biden Center, like China hiring the the son, Hunter Biden, on various no-show jobs where he makes millions of dollars. All of this stuff begs the question, if you can't use Mar-a-Lago for what you intended to do with it, which is knock Trump out of the 2024 running before he gets a chance to get any wind at his back, if that is now off the table because of Biden's own idiocy, what do they do now? What do they do now? Well, they're going to look for another candidate, aren't they? I suspect Gavin Newsom is getting a very he's, he's getting a very strong look. Not a deep, introspective look, nothing like that. They don't give a damn. And they listen, if Joe Biden can be president the way they see it, anybody can. 
They could elect a, uh, an empty spam can if they wanted to, probably. That's what they're looking at, though. They're looking at replacing Biden because somebody inside leaked this stuff. And it wasn't Trump's people. That's for damn sure. It wasn't the ultra-maga conservatives that leaked this. It was somebody on their side. So I'm just wondering who the candidate's going to be. Is it going to be Gavin? Could Michelle Obama throw her name into the ring? We'll have to wait and find out. But this is, uh, this is getting, this story is not going away. It's getting bigger and bigger. Have you watched any of the Corinne Jean-Pierre pressers? My God, I almost feel sorry for that moron. I mean, pardon me, she's the worst press secretary ever because she wasn't prepared for the job. She got the job because she checked the right boxes. We all know this. I would say the same about Jen Psaki, too. I thought she was horrible. But I feel sorry for her. How do you go out there in front of a professional press gaggle, partisan though they may be, and just constantly say the president takes this very seriously? The pre- oh yeah, well he takes it very seriously, and that's all I'm going to say about it. He takes it so seriously that he keeps classified top secret documents next to his Corvette in a garage in a box. Goodness gracious. Well, James Comer, as you know, is going to be the chair of the Oversight Committee in the new House. And thank God for that, because I think he's a very, very good guy. He's a solid conservative. He's a solid constitutionalist. And he's going to have a lot of problems. Let's listen to what he had to say about Joe's problem. Cut to. We know Hunter Biden lived there at least two years. We know Hunter Biden paid for a lot of the living expenses at Joe Biden's house, which that in itself is a problem that Joe Biden's going to have to answer to in the future. We know that Hunter Biden had business associates that worked for the CCP. We know that he had a business associate that was considered the head spy master for the CCP. We know that, uh, uh, as Radcliffe said, he was involved with some uh, uh, less than stellar people uh, from Ukraine, from Russia. And, you know, we believe that Hunter Biden is a national security risk. So to know that they were just, you know, these documents were laying around the house, in the garage, uh, in the living room. Uh, I don't know if they checked the glove compartment or not in that Corvette, but I I hope (laughs) they do. I mean, this is very concerning. And this is another reason why that Republican leadership should have already been briefed on the severity of what those documents were that were in possession at at the Biden house. You're damn right. Of course they should have been. But they're not going to be. These last two and, a, two and a half years, ladies and gentlemen, have if they've shown us nothing else, they've shown us that we do indeed have a two, maybe even a three-tier justice system. It's just not even remotely close. I'm talking about the DOJ, of course, but I'm also talking about Hollywood, uh, the media, social media, um, just all of it. It's, it's all, all of the guns, all of the barrels are faced in one direction all the time. And when Biden gets caught with this, and I, my, my real thought on this, we, you know, I, I kind of hypothetically threw out there, why did it leak? Who leaked it? I think we all know the answer to that. People have come to realize that Joe Biden is, is incompetent. Joe Biden is unable to be a president. Even if he's just a figurehead, he can't even manage that without saying something stupid like calling on dead people to stand up so they could be applauded at, 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 you know, at speeches and whatnot. He just doesn't have it. Everybody knows it. His numbers are in the tank. So they leaked it. Now, James Comer 
says he's going to get to the bottom of it. And I know, I know, we all roll our eyes and say nothing's going to happen. It's easy to be cynical when you live in a world where justice is dealt out to one side but not the other. But the good news is the Republicans do run the House now. And the Republicans in the House have considerably stronger spines than the Republicans in the Senate. And here's hoping that some of that uh, testosterone wears off and some of uh, the Mitch McConnell lackeys will start to grow a pair. Because Comer is going is to do everything he can. So is Jim Jordan with Judiciary. I have no doubt that they're going to hold all kinds of, all kinds of uh, investigations and committee hearings. And I look forward to them. You know who's not looking forward to them? The Biden administration and the aforementioned Corinne Jean-Pierre. Now, Corinne Jean-Pierre is talking about, and listen to this, I want you to listen to this media question and the way it is framed and the way it is made to make you feel about House Republicans, specifically Trump-allied. House Republicans. Just listen to this whole back and forth. Cut three. Um, the White House State put out this really sharply worded statement about the committee assignments, the oversight committee assignments. Um, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Representative Gosar, Representative Boebert getting these assignments on the oversight committee. The statement said, handing the keys of oversight to the most extreme MAGA members in the Republican caucus who promote violent rhetoric and dangerous conspiracy theories. Given this statement, does the White House view the Oversight Committee as even legitimate? So look, I've been very clear, and I just said this moments ago, the President uh, intends to work with both uh, parties in good faith, if they choose to, uh, and make more progress on, on behalf of the American people. He has said this, we will continue to say this. But unfortunately, to your point, Mary, uh, on some of these key committees, it appears that House Republicans have handed over the keys to the most extreme MAGA members of the Republican caucus. This is what we're seeing uh, from the other side of Pennsylvania, uh, Pennsylvania Avenue. These are members who have promoted violent rhetoric and dangerous conspiracy theories, including suggesting violence uh, against political opponents, trafficking in anti-Semitic lies, oh and defending God. and downplaying a violent insurrection against our democracy. You all, many of you covered what we saw on January 6, 2021. And so Republican leaders should explain, they should have to explain, not us. They should have to explain why allowing these individuals to serve on these committees and come clean with the American people about the, the secret agreements, the secret deals that were made with these extreme MAGA, uh, MAGA extremists in, that are currently uh, in, in the House. And so that is something for them to uh, respond to. That is some, That question goes to them. Sounds like you don't view the committee as very. I, I did not say that. I laid out. Uh, I laid out what the president intends to do. I laid out um, what. Uh, what okay. unfortunately. With- yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. Blah 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 blah. Does it sound to you like that question and answer were almost scripted? Because it sounded it to me. Sure did. Sure did. I'm not saying. Well, yes, I am. That question was known before it was asked. That reporter floated that question to KJP before she entered the room, and KJP decided to call on her to take off some of the heat. Can we just get anything that is not concerning these damn documents? She knew this question was loaded up and ready to go. She knew it would give her an opportunity to rip on Republicans and House members. 
and she called on her. And it went on for about another 15 seconds or so. So for about damn near two and a half minutes, just killing time by attacking these House members. Notice she never attacks anti-Semitic. What? Hey, hey, KJP, have you ever looked at Ilana Omar's Twitter feed? How about Rashida Tlaib's? Have you, have you looked at those Twitter feeds? Have you read the, the blatant anti-Semitism that those two spew out on a regular basis? Get out of here with that. They were both on committees. What about, what about Schiff, a man who lied, knowingly lied, about irrefutable evidence of a Trump-Russian collusion when he knew damn good and well that none existed? So this is all politics with them. And I've always been of the mind that anybody that's corrupt, regardless of what side of the aisle they are on, should be called out equally by both parties. For example, this George Santos guy, that son of a bitch should be bounced almost immediately. Almost immediately. He's lied about everything. About, I mean, everything. He said his, his name is Santos, and he said his parents survived the Holocaust. He said his mother died in 9-11 in the tower. None of this stuff is true. But he just spewed it out there. So I don't know what the uh, GOP, the local GOP in Long Island is doing, but they sure as hell aren't vetting their candidates. Point being is, it's one thing to call out, oh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, you don't like the way she says anything, says, talks? Fine. What has she done that rises to the level of an Elon Omar or even a Maxine Waters literally calling for make a scene, get in their face, scream at them? So I just I just don't take a damn thing this woman says seriously. But I wanted you to hear it because that's how unserious this administration is. That's how unserious they are. That's how we get a president like a Joe Biden. Because the media, those in the know, those those that have been around the beltway for more than a week, have known that Joe Biden has been corrupt since the day he got into office. And he has been. It's an inside joke in the Beltway. Everybody knows it. I know it. And I'm not even, I don't even work in Congress and I know it. And they knew it, but they're so unserious that they elect him. And now they're paying the price. And now they're saying we better, what was it Tucker said the other day on his show? He said they're trying to euthanize his presidency. That's prob- that's, that's pretty much the way it is. Anyway, speaking of Schiff, <laughs> Adam Schiff was on with Jonathan Carl the other day. I think he was in sitting in for Chuck Todd. Jonathan Carl attempts to be somewhat bipartisan. He's not. He's a screaming lib, but he's he's certainly better than Chuck Todd, who is a just an an advocate. I mean, let's be honest. He's not a journalist. He's an advocate. Uh, it's one thing if you're an advocate and you say it up front. You know, Hannity makes that point all the time. He says, I'm an opinion guy. We do solid news, but I'm an opinion guy, and I state that up front. I get it. That's true. I'm an opinion guy. But so, too, is Chuck Todd, and frankly, so, too, is John Carl. And Jonathan Carl had Adam Schiff on his program. And uh, you might be surprised to hear this. Cut four. We didn't learn about it. The public wasn't informed until this week, and it was only after uh, the story was, uh, you know, was out there. You know what, uh, Darius? Stop that. Let's let's re. I should have set this up a little better. That's my fault, man. I apologize. Jonathan Carl is asking Adam Schiff: Is 
why are we just learning about this now? In other words, how come we knew all about Mar-a-Lago with police stations, damn helicopters flying over with their spotlights on, it was cut live, let's go to the Mar-a-Lago, Mar-a-Lago now and see what's going on. We got all of that. But at the same time that the DOJ and the FBI were raiding Mar-a-Lago, they already had the papers that Biden had illegally. They knew that he had done the exact same thing. So what Jonathan Carl is basically saying is, we just found out about these papers when the story leaked. And that's, that's where we start. Okay, now go. We didn't learn about it. The public wasn't informed until this week, and it was only after uh, the story was, uh, you know, was out there. Reporters were asking questions. Should they have been more forthcoming? Should this information have been revealed earlier? <laughs> Uh, I think the administration will need to answer that question. Uh, I'm going to reserve judgment until they do. But I think it's important to point out uh, that the Biden uh, approach was very different in the sense that um, it looks, uh, as far as we can tell, that it was inadvertent that these documents were in these locations. When they were discovered, they were immediately provided to the archives or to the Justice Department. There was no effort to hold on to them, no effort to conceal them, no effort to obstruct uh, the Justice Department's right. investigation. All of that is a very sharp contrast to Donald Trump's handling of the situation. So as you point out, uh, this is a very different uh, matter. Uh, but nonetheless, I think it's appropriate for a special counsel to look into both situations. Okay, well, first of all, isn't that generous of him? It's also a complete lie. Trump was working with justice. Trump was working uh, with the authorities about the documents. He had already worked with them. They had come over. He personally gave them a tour through Mar-a-Lago. He showed them the documents. They laid the documents out and took photos of them. Then they said, you know what? You're fine. We're going to leave these with you. Can you just put an extra lock on this door and make sure it's secured? But we're fine. You can keep them. That's what really happened. The media will never tell you this story. The media will never say, no, wait a minute. There was some discussion going on between these two parties. And, and the, pres- the former president did want to hold some documents, you know, I mean, and he has a right to do that. And so those discussions were going on, but they were friendly. They were not antagonistic. They were not like, I'm not giving you back the damn documents. I'm keeping them. I got the nuke codes. Remember that one? He's got the nuke codes. Folks, the nuke codes are changed every like 24 hours almost. I mean, I don't know the exact specifics on it because, you know, it's really top secret stuff. But you think they just let every former president have the ability to launch nukes? I mean, come on. But that's how the media plays the game. So Schiff says, well, you know, Biden was forthcoming. After six plus years of holding on to these documents, Adam, he had them for over six years. What did he use the documents for? Did he get, was it a pay-to-play scheme with, with communist China? Is that why China upped so much money for the Penn Biden Center? Maybe he gave them some info that they wanted. Who knows? Joe, Biden, or Joe Biden's crackhead son was literally working for the spy master of communist Chinese, uh, the communist Chinese party. I mean, you, it, it's, if you wrote it as a Tom Clancy novel, people would say it's the most far-fetched novel he's ever written. And yet we're living it right now in reality. It's, it's beyond absurd. So, so then Carl goes on and he says, well, do you think Joe Biden should cooperate? Should President Biden cooperate with uh, the Republicans? Cut five, go. 
Uh, Republicans are saying they are going to investigate House Republicans. The Oversight Committee Chairman uh, uh, Comer uh, gave, sent a letter to the White House Counsel making a very specific list of requests. <clears throat> he wants to know uh, what the documents were. They want internal communications between the Biden White House and the Penn uh, Center where the documents were, were first found, a list of all people who worked in that office who would have potentially handled these documents, and a few other uh, requests. They seem on the face of it to be reasonable uh, request. Should the White House cooperate with the House Oversight Committee on this? Well, those requests are completely hypocritical when you consider what he said about the Mar-a-Lago situation. Uh, I think Congress ought to handle both situations the same way, and that is we have to get a briefing from the intelligence community about any potential risk to national security of where those documents were and what they contained. Uh, but Congress shouldn't try to interfere with the investigations I think, sadly, that's what uh, Mr. Comer's object is. He showed no interest in investigating the far more serious situation with about 100 classified documents at Mar-a-Lago with uh, yes. evidence in the public domain of obstruction. Uh, now he is suddenly interested in investigating President Biden. Uh, I think Congress needs to be consistent here and take the same approach. Uh, I don't think we ought to be doing things okay. that uh, are willfully... I can, I can barely listen to 10 seconds of that moron talk because he's just such a, uh, such a charlatan. The far more serious case of Trump and Mar-a-Lago, where a hundred classified doc- Adam, you know, I know, everyone listening to this podcast knows, a president has a right to declassify anything he wants, period, full stop. President Trump insisted that he had declassified those. In fact, he was talking with the documentarians in the U.S. archives about that very subject. He was running it by, and so were his lawyers, of course, running it by DOJ. This could be, hey, I may need these for a, a book sometime. If I do a book about it, whatever, you know, whatever reason. Presidents get to go with documents. Biden or uh, Obama took over 30 million documents. How many of them were classified? I don't know. Doesn't really matter. He declassified them, obviously. But again, you hear Schiff say, this, there is, it's out there in the public that he tried to you know, to, to av- avoid handing these. That's not true. That's just a lie. It is not out there. There is no evidence that he was trying to undermine the U.S. There's no evidence that Trump was doing anything nefarious whatsoever. They just throw it out there, folks, because that they, kn- they know that they have, they have baited the hook. They know that their base can't stand Trump. They can't stand Trump because of his personality type, okay? Mostly. Let's be honest about it. That's what it is. You ask any of these people, what what policy did you hate? They can never give you a straight answer. He's just a racist. Give me an example. They, he's, he's a homophobe. Whatever. That's what they hate about him. So anything that Schiff says that's negative about Trump is going to be eaten up like, like manna from heaven from these people. They don't care. It doesn't matter that Adam Schiff completely lied about evidence that he claims to have seen. That, that, that Those lies are quickly forgotten. It's about Trump, damn it. You can say whatever you want. But they've got a bigger problem than Trump. They've got Biden. And that's a big problem for the Democrats. I mean, just listen to Joe Biden here. This will be the last cut of the, sh- of the uh, podcast here. But I want you to listen to him. He actually took this question... And he managed to uh, just make it make a clown of himself. Cut six. 
You know, the only I, I will answer the question, but here's the deal. You know, what quite frankly bugs me is that we have a serious problem here we're talking about. We're talking about what's going on, and the American people don't quite understand why you don't ask me questions about that. But having said that, what's your question? <laughs> As we found, uh, we found a handful of documents were failed, uh, were filed in the wrong place. We immediately turned them over to the archives and the Justice Department. We're fully cooperating, looking forward to getting this resolved quickly. I think you're going to find there's nothing there. I have no regrets. I'm following what the lawyers have told me they want me to do. It's exactly what we're doing. There's no there there. Thank you. Oh, my God. And you can hear it's turning into a feeding frenzy because, yes, while the media is corrupt to its core in so many instances, when you start stonewalling the media, even if they're on your side, it pisses them off. And that's what's going on here. And the question was a good one. You may not have been able to hear it there because it was kind of loud and cluttery, you know. But what she was, the question was this. When you knew about the documents back in November before the midterms, did you approve you know, them not being released, not this story being buried, essentially. That's what she was alluding to anyway. And he goes, he has no regrets. He has no regrets about leading, leaving classified documents in his garage. He has no regrets about that. He has no regrets about leaving folders of classified documents at the Penn Biden Center funded by the Communist Chinese Party. There is so much more to this story, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, I know we've been talking about it now since the last week of December, we haven't because I haven't been on the air. We haven't done a podcast since then, but but this is why I'm catching up all now because this story is actually really just beginning to unfold. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this chases the president out of office. But then again, I also wouldn't be surprised if they just drag their feet and say, we got to get through two years and then we hand it off to Gavin or we hand it off to Michelle or we hand it off to uh, Pete, Bo- Mayor Pete, Buttigieg, Buttigieg. That's what's going to happen. They know Trump is a problem and they can no longer roast Trump on the very charges that they made a big to-do about with this raid on Mar-a-Lago. All of that's for naught now because of the incompetency of the man that they put in the position of president. And now he's their problem. How are they going to deal with it? I don't know. How are the House Republicans going to deal with it? I have a sense. But we'll find out together as we continue to follow this and a whole lot more. Welcome back to Right Hook Podcast. Good to be back with you. We'll do it again next week. Until then, I'm Steve Hook on Not Black, Not White American for Right Hook Podcast. Goodbye. Welcome to Right Hook Podcast. I'm Steve Hook, your host. Welcome aboard to our big podcast here. Big, big show today. Stick around. Right Hook Podcast coming up now.